everyone. Welcome to the Legacy Cafe podcast with your host, Rob Lucy, author of the book, How Will You Be Remembered? The Definitive Guide to Creating and Sharing Your Life Story. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and find yourself a seat in the Legacy Cafe. Here's Rob. Thank you, Kathy. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Lucy. Nice to have you back in the Legacy Cafe. We're going to talk mother's story. You know, about 15 years ago, a lady named Marilyn Norrie set out to challenge the women actors she knew to write the facts about their mother's life. Now, she wanted them to simply and creatively tell the story of their mothers because she felt every mother's story is unique. And since that day, she's helped over 500 people write their mother's stories. Marilyn is a stage and TV actor. She's an author, playwright, screenwriter, generally creative person, and... I think she's on the line. Hello, Marilyn. Hi, Rob. Why mother's stories? Weren't, weren't they being heard before? Weren't we collecting them? How did you zone in on mother's stories? I didn't set out to gather the stories of mothers. I just wanted interesting stories of women. But this all started when I was at a wedding and I was talking to a friend and she was telling me a story and she said, oh, well, to understand what I'm talking about, you have to know my mother's story. She said, well, she was born here, and then your parents were like this, and then they moved, and then they did this. It was a fascinating story. But because I'm an actor, and I also work as a story editor and dramaturg with playwrights and screenwriters, I heard it as character art, which is a technique that we use in dramatic writing when you just take one character out of a script you follow the line of one character to see from beginning to end to see what their individual story is it's like it's like tracking one thread in a tapestry and i thought wow i wonder if i could tell my mother's story like that like a movie and I had never told my mother's, I mean, I'd only talked about my mother to complain or little incidents here and there, you know, but not added together, strung together like that. So I said, well, this is my mother's story. So on the fly, I had thought, well, what are the major plot points to my mother's life, which is a very weird way of looking at your mother. But I thought, well, what's the next important thing? You know, my mother with her boring life. My friend thought it was fascinating. It was so different from it, what she knew. She couldn't believe it. And I just thought, wow, we do not value the familiar. Now, so that's what I'm getting at. So why were we not writing mother's stories? Is it because we felt their, their lives were too small or, or that they didn't, their stories weren't valuable? Yes and yes and I and more of I don't know why. That's one of the things that I find so intriguing about this challenge that I'm giving to other people and as I'm talking to people, there's a sacred thing about our relationship with our mothers that many people do not want to investigate. And yet that relationship is the most basic one to our lives, even if you never knew your mother. Even if you were adopted out as a baby, you still hold that idea of mother within you. So to create this challenge where people write down in an objective way, they objectify their relationship to their mother rather than, you know, she did this, she did that, which is always to stay in a child place. 
to her. In this way, it's like adult to adult going, well, let's just look at the facts here. Let's look at the, I want to go back to that play, the play you did the first time when you, I think you had nine or 10 women on a stage. We had 20 women on a stage. And each were telling their own story. So you, if I was an audience to that, I would see 20 stories evolving and, and moving forward. That's right. So what did you learn from that then? Well, the first time that we did it, I said, who wants to do this? And 20 women put up their hand. So I thought, well, we don't know if it's going to work with three. We may as well try 20 and see what happens. The audience said it was like being in a river because you go into an emotional place because you put your own mother into that story. It's like a giant conversation but you're always comparing where you were in 1964 and what was your mother doing? And when we gather the stories of a number of people, especially, you know, in Vancouver, people come from all over the world. The stories are from all over the world and yet they are existing in the same time frame. And it was quite stunning to write it but also to witness that unfolding. Let, let's move away from the theater. I want to talk about, you've taught over 500 people how to write the stories of their mothers. What's the, if I'm a non-writer, what's the writing recipe? What do you get me to do? The writing recipe follows what happened uh, at the wedding for me, which is to write the facts of your mother's life from beginning to end in less than 2,000 words where you are just a footnote. Isn't it frustrating because there'll, there'll be so much they don't know. Does that frustrate? No, the story is about what they don't know. It's a story. It's not, uh, it's not a eulogy. It's not the definitive story. It's not anything goes in the paper. It's not a book report. The story is them saying, okay, I have to write this. The people whose uh, mothers died when they were 12, and they just said, I don't know anything. Well, you write down one memory, another memory comes up. Yeah, did they know more than they thought they knew? Everybody. Everybody knows more than they thought they knew. These are the stories that you heard while you were washing the dishes. They are the, the stories that you heard. Somebody said this at a family reunion. We are like magpies. We just grab all of that stuff. And that's human nature as far as I can tell. We just grab all of this information that we hear from family and put it into a file. Now, the thing is, our brains look like a hoarder's house. Everything is spread out all over the place, especially stories of our mothers, because she was a part of so many different times of our life. To gather all of those little facts together and put them into one place to write a story is to organize a lot of memories in your mind. And if they, if their mother's alive, or even if their mother's long gone, does it change their relationship with their mother? Was they start trying to grapple with these facts and what they don't know? It absolutely changes the relationship that you have with your mother. And I think that this is, the way that I think about this is that when we're a teenager or in our 20s, it's like we have to go out into the world and do what we need to do. We take everything about our mothers and put it in a box and put it on the shelf. We put, you know, a label on it and you say sweet, wonderful, drunk, crazy, whatever it is. And we 
only reference it, you know, for Mother's Day or birthdays or something. What this exercise does is it's like taking down the box, looking at what memories you collected as a child, taking it out, resorting everything, looking again at the facts of what you know about your mother's life. And that moves a person from being a child to being an adult. And that's the, the biggest change that happens. You're no longer thinking about your mother and being five years old. You're looking at your mother as a 45, a 60, an 85-year-old and going, wow, okay. She's like um, a peer of yours. And it's amazing what a difference that makes. Yeah, when somebody joins you in one of your workshops, I think these, these are not long workshops, I don't think, are they? They're two hours or so? I have just developed an online workshop that approximates what I do in the live ones. And what I'm working with now is six hours. Because okay. what happens is that people think it's a good idea. They sign up for the workshop. They think it's a good idea. And then they go home and they do not write. Because, you know, oh, well, you know, the kids came over. I had to clean the house. I had to, you know, we will find anything to not sit down and do the work. People don't think they can write because they they haven't tried it yet and they have no strategy to get this content down. I tell people, if you can talk, you can write. I think that what happens is that people have an idea in their minds about what literary people have done with stories and it has to be fancy and, and stuff like that. It's not that. So two hours of writing, two hours of talking about it and getting ideas from other people and then and then a couple of maybe a couple more hours of polishing or putting more stuff that's come through. The polishing is what they're gonna do afterwards. Now if people want to, then they have their story. You do not have to even tell anybody that you are writing this story. You could do it as an exercise for yourself. But once you have it, you can share it with your family. You can share it with friends in a community. Yep, you know that Legacy Cafe is strong on story, and of course my book is all about story. Tell me about your thoughts on starting these engines, starting these women writing about their mothers, and, um, as far as legacy goes. Do you see these stories going down and informing the great-great-great-grandchildren about who great-great-great-great-grandma was? I absolutely see this as legacy, and I'm so excited about the work that you are doing. And then listening to your podcast, I can see that other people are experiencing the same kind of uh, resistance in other people about sitting down and writing. And what is it that's going on there? These are the stories that you share with your family, that you can share with your kids. It's not little anecdotes. It's about one person's whole life. And there's something that's quite compelling about that that leaves it as a testament to future generations. I see our archive as being something that is available to people in the in the far future that said this is what women in the 20th century, how they live. You, we, we've talked about women writing their mother's stories. What about the guys? Have you had some men who have wanted to find their mother's story and um, complete with their mother somehow? Yes, absolutely. There's um, a number of men. It's not as many as, as women have been to write about their mothers, but there are a lot of men who have 
stories that they want to tell that their mother has told them about growing up, but also to remember her in this way. And there's, you know, for our purposes, it doesn't make any difference if it's a man or a woman, because we're both mm -hmm. talking about a woman, the mother. Um, and people have done this with their fathers as well. You use the same techniques to discover their father's lives. Yes, that's right. And it has worked. My husband did it with his men's group. And he said it was one of the most amazing experiences he went through. Five men wrote their stories. And then they read them to each other and they all wept. I hope this works then as you tell people your story when, when you say Marilyn makes people cry. Yeah, that's it. You've written a book. Give me a brief description of writing women's history starting with your mother. What will I get out of that book? So it is about why we need to record women's history because it has not been recorded. And these are the stories of ordinary women. They're not the exceptional. They are the ordinary women. So there's the, the need for that. But in terms of the workbook itself, it's so that you can sit down and feel confident that you know what you're doing, that whatever you write is going to be good enough. Whatever you write will work. And that's one of the things that I'm finding so fascinating about this simple recipe, the writing recipe that we use, is that anyone can do that. And if we go through your workbook and complete it, we will have a pretty good story of our mom or our dad, or it probably could be applied to anybody whose story you want to collect. But uh, yeah. this, this story, to write any the story of anyone following this recipe is the basic uh, framework that you need to do any kind of memoir, you could do it on yourself. Memoir or biography. It's to get all the facts in order. It's to get you out of the way. And that's one of the most important things that I've discovered in storytelling is it's not about you. When you're telling the story, you have to tell the story of the other person. So it's not about your relationship. It's not about uh, what you thought, what you felt with that person it's about what were they doing and in that way you can use that for anyone if you put anyone's life into 2000 words it's exciting because you just yeah. cut out all of the boring bits <laughs> and most of our lives are like this like boring bits where you know things are ordinary going on going on but if you 2000 words you're just writing the important things now here at the old uh, Legacy Cafe, Marilyn, we oftentimes ask, well, every time we ask anybody we chat with, have you got anything that'll get your, our audience started on this process? Is there something we can, we can uh, have people download a PDF of some sort that'll get them started on what those questions are and um, how to how does start to collect the story of mom? Yeah, there's an exercise that uh, we use um, and that anybody can follow. And it's a list of questions. Now you have a list of questions I've seen in your legacy book, but this is a list of questions specifically about your mother. We call it mind sparks because it's to spark your memory. You are writing down the facts that you remember. You can see what you know and what you don't know. But there's also a lot of questions in there of things that you've never thought about before about your mother that will get your brain going and and to plumb the depths. So we can download that to, uh, we can have our, our, everybody listening can download this and have their brains start to spark. That's it. And 
All of the information about how to write your story is right there. You could sit down with nothing, just having listened to this podcast right now. You could sit down and you could do it right now. Well, thank you for joining us on the cafe. Um, I'm, I hope people take up your offer and um, start to answer those very simple questions that will start to lead into where, where mom was and what her story is. Marilyn, thank you. Thank you very much. Marilyn Nori is the author of Writing Women's History, Starting With Your Mother. You can download these, as she calls them, um, Mind Spark questions. You can get them at legacycafe.org forward slash mother. Legacycafe.org forward slash mother. You can get those questions and um, Marilyn will get you started. And hopefully in a, in a very short time, you'll have a story on Ma or Pa that you never thought you could, you could produce. I'm Rob Lucy. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is the Legacy Cafe. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Legacy Cafe podcast. We have lots of great conversations coming your way. And by the way, if you want us to send you reminders that a new podcast is ready for you, go to LegacyCafe.org to subscribe. That's LegacyCafe.org. Have a great day. And remember, the coffee and conversations are always hot at the Legacy Cafe. Mm -hmm.